Welcome to the Pearl of Great Price podcast. Thanks for joining us today. It's the 30th of May. And on this day in Christian history, we go back to the year 1934. And we travel to Germany, where the first synod of the Confessing Church ended. <clears throat> and they issued the important Barmen Declaration. When the Nazis took power, the German Protestant Church consisted of a federation of independent regional churches. However, there was a growing movement who called themselves German Christians, who shared Hitler's nationalist and racial ideology with their influence. A new constitution for a national church was agreed upon, which would enhance the coordination of church and state as part of the overall Nazi process of Gleichschaltung coordination which in reality was a forced co-option. Hitler's advisor on religious affairs, Ludwig Müller, was proposed as the new church's bishop, an unpopular candidate. Müller had poor political skills and little support as the new church's bishop. No real qualifications for the job, other than his commitment to Nazism and the desire for power. When the Federation Council met to approve the new constitution, it elected someone else by a wide margin, largely on the advice of the leadership of 28 church bodies. This infuriated Hitler, and he placed Muller into office without consent from the church leadership. The formidable propaganda apparatus of the Nazi state was deployed to help the German Christians win synodal elections in order to dominate the upcoming National Synod and finally rubber-stamp Müller into office. Further pro-Nazi developments followed the elevation of Müller and the old Prussian church, which had been led by Müller since his government appointment, adopted the infamous Aryan paragraph, which effectively defrocked clergy of Jewish descent and even clergy married to non-Aryans. As this Nazification of the Protestant Church accelerated, the opposition met in the church synod in Barmen. The rebellious pastors denounced Müller and his leadership, and they declared that they constituted the true evangelical church of Germany. The Barmen Declaration, primarily authored by Karl Barth, See the podcast of May the 10th. Reaffirmed that the German church was not an organ of state. And that the concept of state control over the church was doctrinally false. The declaration stipulated that any state, even a totalitarian one, encountered a limit when confronted with God's commandments. Theologically, this would prove problematic as 400 years before in Germany, Martin Luther had relied on the Protestant princes to push through the Reformation. And this was reflected in any legal or constitutional documents of the German evangelical churches. In an attempt to redress this, the Barmen Declaration affirmed the confessing church's loyalty to Christ and set forth the limits of secular government. 
Bart rejected natural theology, which provided arguments for the existence of God based on reason and the ordinary experience of nature. In the wake of the Enlightenment, Bart had become progressively disillusioned with the influence of liberal and natural theology on the church, believing it to be an overreaction to cultural shifts, particularly around scientific authority. This grappling with modernity and the liberal attempt to justify Christianity in this climate had gone too far and Hal hollowed out the church, weakening its authority and leaving it to precisely the type of political manipulation that Hitler was now practicing. Bart argued, by starting from such experience, rather than from the gracious revelation through Jesus Christ, we produce a concept of God that is the projection of the highest we know, a construct of human thinking divorced from salvation history. He argued that if God is divorced from the historical revelation of salvation, then he is restricted by the construct of human thought, fatally distinguishing it from revealed theology, which is based on scripture and all religious experiences and transcendental theology, which is based on a priori reasoning. Many Lutherans opposed Bart's theology because they felt it challenged some of the, some of the most sacred tenets of Lutheranism, the gospel law dialectic, the orders of creation or divine orders, natural revelation and Martin Luther's doctrine of the two kingdoms. There were significant internal conflicts between the radical and the conservative wings of the confessing church. The Naimullah ring believed that it was necessary to publicly protest state laws and decrees that interfered with the church's control over its administrative, financial, legal and pastoral offices. However, the conservative wing had a strong desire to be tied to the government and was rooted in their Lutheran theology. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, see the podcast of April 8th, and Karl Barth disagreed on the Jewish question and the Aryan clause. That's all from the Pearl of Great Price today. Join us tomorrow if you can as we look at the Aparathida Conference in Mexico, where the future Pope Francis would play a key role. I hope you've enjoyed listening. Please subscribe and leave a comment on the blog if you have time at www.pogp.net. And if you'd like to respond directly, then email the show on pogppod at gmail.com. Have a lovely day wherever you are, and thanks for listening.